You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is a conversation between myself and a fellow who goes by the name of Andrew McMahon. Andrew McMahon is touring Australia. Well, he's got two shows at the very least, the first of which is on Wednesday, the 19th of September in Sydney. The second one's the next day, Thursday the 20th, in Melbourne. Let's see what he has to say. Here we go. I'm doing, du- I'm doing double duty right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Well, the tour, mate, you're coming down here in September and um, you've only got the two shows. So let's talk about that first, if that's okay. I mean, I know these things are out of your control for the most part, but was there an opportunity to play more than just Sydney and Melbourne? Because I'm in Queensland, I'm in, I'm in Brisbane, and I'm sure we, we would have, there's certainly, you've got fans up here. So was there an opportunity to play more shows or is it just that scheduling permits only the two shows in Australia? Well, so honestly, my, my, the, the impetus to this entire tour is that one of my close friends is getting married in Lorne, <laughs> and, and we, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we, we wanted to make it happen so that I could get out there and, and, and play some shows and go to the wedding and then hopefully be in a position to set ourselves up to come back uh, after the release of the new record and get to do a proper, a proper tour with the band where we go, uh, where we go and play, play more, uh, more shows than just the Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, okay, gotcha, yeah. And the type of show that you're bringing down, okay, so I can certainly read the poster here that talks about you're going to be playing your your solo material, favourites from Jack's Mannequin and something corporate. So it sounds like it's an all-encompassing career retrospective type of a show that you're going to be putting on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, especially with the acoustic, uh, with the acoustic sets, and and also, I mean, if you consider that, I don't that I don't get to uh, that I don't get to make it out there that often. I like to make sure that when I do when I do play a show, that that fans of of all the projects get a little bit of something, uh, you know, from from at least most of the records or the different chapters of my uh, of my career. So so that uh, that tends to be how I approach the the acoustic shows. Plus, they're just kind of fun to. You know, when it, when it gets that stripped down and there isn't the necessity to rehearse an entire band, it makes it a little bit more of a free form thing where you can kind of travel between uh, between different uh, uh, moments in in the career and 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 get to uh, and get to you know get to enjoy a little bit of everything. Yeah, cool. What do you find gives, gets the best response from the audience? Is it is it some of the previous bands, the music from some of the previous bands that you've been in through something corporate and Jack's mannequin, or is it the solo work that you find people are turning up more nowadays to listen to? You know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I can answer that question based on the, the, the U S response probably more accurately than I could in Australia, which is kind of one of the reasons it's exciting to get back out there and, and do a show like this. But, but, um, but yeah, when we're we're in the states, I think you get uh, I think you get a, a a pretty huge reaction from this from this newer uh, this newer round of material. But but of course, like when I dip into the the, the bigger tunes from Jackson, something corporate like Dark Blue, and I woke up mm-hmm. in a car, um, you know, you'll definitely see sort of a, a galvanized uh, portion of the bass that 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 locks in with those as their favorites. Yeah. Okay. What's the what's your evolution as an artist, okay, so we've talked about the, the two previous uh, outfits that you've been associated with, but do you think it was inevitable that you're always going to stand on your own two feet, stand within your own truth, so to speak, and be a solo performer? Well, I, I think for me, uh, you know, at least in the case of Jack's Mannequin, that was largely a, a solo effort, um, 
it, so there wasn't really much of a difference, I think, from switching gears into this, other than I think the place that, um, you know, that creating was, was yep. taking in my, in my life and, and, and sort of the, the goal to mark that, that period of time, you know, the same way with something corporate Jack's mannequin, both of those, I think were really representative of a certain moment in my life. And, you know, of course, Jax was was steeped in a lot of drama with my my having gotten sick in that in mm. that during that project and using I think the the, the two records that followed uh, that that followed the Everything in Transit album as as a bit of you know I, I hate to say like art therapy but it was certainly in in those albums that I, I processed um, kind of making my way out of of that that cancer experience um, and and with this with with this wilderness project I I, I think. My goal was was really to say, I'm in a new I'm in a new moment. This is a this is a new hopefully or hopefully healthier spot in my life where I can um, you know begin to explore my creativity in new ways and 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 work with you know some amazing producers and songwriters who I had never worked with before. Um, and yeah, now that that I'm gosh, it'll be coming up on three. I'm going to be mixing the newest record as we speak. So. Mm getting into this, this third installation in this project. Um, I think there's a, you know, there, there's been sort of a growing confidence through this, this period of, of, of my career where it's like, okay, you can, you can step out in front of your own name. You don't have to be, you know, af- afraid or hide behind a moniker mm-hmm. and, and, and you can make some of your best work that way. And, and certainly as I, I get into this record where, um, you know, I, I finally kind of settled down and, and, in one spot <laughs> and back kind of home by the beach in the beach town where I grew up and, and, and built myself a little studio space where I, I wrote songs for this new record uh, in such a sort of like free uh, and, you know, sort of faded way where it's like all of a sudden, you, I mean, you know, you're a dad. It's like, hmm. I'm now juggling that, uh, that aspect of life. And, and I think a lot of people would, would assume that that might be, confining and, and instead now where I'm at, it's like, I feel like I've, my creativity is sort of, is, is, you know, at its peak because I, I, I'm working out of the house and I'm back to just sitting at that piano and writing every day, even if it is in between drop-offs and pickups, <laughs> pickups for my daughter yeah. from school. <laughs> um, and, and, and yet I, I think that's really, I mean, whether the goal is like this, this constant changing of names or evolution of projects, I, really my goal is just to, to be, the best songwriter I can be and also write where I'm at and, and write stories that move me, you know, and, yep. and try and do that so often that I don't lose the, uh, that thread, like disappear on tour and then, and kind of have to start all over again, but just instead kind of be writing constantly. I hope you don't mind me asking this question. Okay. So, uh, when you were diagnosed with your illness and you subsequently came through that, yeah. so congratulations on beating it, by the way, did you find that, Thank you very much. The muse that connects you to your musical, your creative source, if you like, did that shift? Well, I think it just became much more complex. Uh, I think when I got and when I got out of sort of the the, the scariest part of um, of my disease and kind of entered into you know survivorship, uh, I really had to relearn how to process the world through through music, you know, and, and, and to be honest, that was not an easy process. Um, I don't know if it was so much that the music changed, but I think there was, there was, uh, now this, this sort of burden of, of history that, that, um, 
was really challenging to to cope with. And I think I, I uh, you know, in my personal life, the difficulty of coping with that also filtered into my creative life, where I uh, I think a lot of the confidence that that experience took from me. Um, made writing harder. It made uh, finishing records more difficult. You know, the the last two Jack's Mannequin records, there was, you know, three years between both of those records because it it really took, um, it took writing so much material before I felt confident uh, in showing it to the world. Um, and that was kind of part of why I moved on from that project. So I was like, okay, you need to, you need to, uh, you know, you need to figure out how to get to that place where you're, you're feeling confident and you, and you don't, uh, and you don't feel so guarded about, you know, showing the world what you're making <laughs> when yeah. in the privacy yeah. of a studio or, or your space. And, and, you know, that to me is really where, uh, you know, where this project has kind of landed has been this, this, this renaissance of, of craft and like relearning my craft, uh, and, and, and training myself back to just listen to your stream of conscious. Don't be afraid to just yeah. let it flow. And, and, don't be afraid to finish a song. It doesn't have to come out. Just sit down and write and write every day. And um, but it took me years. I mean, honestly, it took me years to uh, to build myself back to a place where I, I I could do that as freely as I did before I was sick. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And thanks for answering it um, with so much insight and detail. I, I actually, I'll ask you this now, mate. I host a podcast series, so I'd love to release this as a podcast episode, and I'm sure people would love to hear that response. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I I like being on the record with this stuff because there are a lot of young uh, a lot of young survivors out there that that uh, feel pretty alienated by that experience because there isn't a lot of support out there for young people who've gone through cancer. So I try my best to use my platform as a way to you know to to give a voice to to those people um, so that they know that it's not. Uh, it's not just them experiencing those feelings because it really is a tricky moment for, uh, you know, for a young person to go through. Yeah. All right. I'll make this my last question. And I always like to ask a bit of a left field question and I try to find the most unique thing that I can about an artist. Sure. Okay. So I was reading that you got a friendship with Tommy <laughs> Lee for, it used to be in Motley Crue. So tell us about your friendship with Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy and I spent, you know, pretty decent amount of time together in the, you know, probably around 2005, 2006. Uh, he was a fan of, of the last of the second, I guess it was the last something called a record, an album called North, um, particularly of a song that I wrote on that record called Me and the Moon. And he reached out to me while I was uh, while I was working on the the first Jack's Mannequin record and said, I really love this song, Me and the Moon. I'm working on you know an album of co collaborations with different artists, and I'd love to bring you in. And we just hit it off. You know, Tommy is. Uh, as you can imagine, he's got this like this big kid energy, but he's so passionate about music and he's you know, really inspiring and fun to be around as one might imagine. And, uh, and so we wrote a few songs uh, together for his album and, and sort of, you know, consequently he, he ended up, you know, basically being the drummer for the first Jack's mannequin record. Yep. And, uh, and as I got sick, he was, he was really, um, you know, he was a, a really sweet presence in my life as I was getting back on my feet and, you know, came out and played a show with us. And, and eventually uh, he, he narrated the Dear Jack documentary, which is, the, you know, basically the, the home movies that I, I released um, 
it's kind of following my cancer experience and, and Tommy, Tommy went on to narrate it. So I, I, cool. I don't see him as much these days, but we run it, we run into each other. Uh, the last few years we've run into each other at Coachella and it's always this, uh, this very brotherly hug and, and hang that we, we have when we do see each other. Yeah. Well, he's just, he was such a, uh, a powerful and positive force in my life when I was, uh, when I was kind of coming up and, and, you know, I'll, I'll always have a, a whole lot of love for that dude. Sweet. All right, mate, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for the interview and congratulations on your outstanding career and uh, good luck with the shows in Australia. Thanks so much. Hopefully we'll get to uh, play one for you when we come back around the second time. Absolutely, mate. No worries. Thanks very much again. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Later. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation between myself and Andrew McMahon. Thank you so much for listening.